Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Morning, folks. How are we? You good? And uh, and warnings a good thing in life. Yeah? Warnings, yeah? What did you, what did you think I said? Mornings. Mornings are great too, right? Mornings are great. It's me, if you double the accent, yeah. Mornings are great. Warnings are brilliant, yeah? Warnings are a good thing. They keep us safe. They keep us, you know, out of trouble. All of these things. And scripture's full of them, you know. Be careful. Don't do this. Keep an eye on that. All that stuff. And this morning is, is a bit of that. Is, is, a, is a bit of that. And I, I just pray, as Rob is praying, just that our hearts are prepared for this stuff. And um, I, lo- I love when I preach, particularly on scripture, when Jesus said something. Not that anything that Jesus doesn't say is not important, but when you're preaching, when Jesus is actually saying something and it's in red ink, you're like, ah, brilliant. Happy days. It even, even has a little bit more weight because he said it, right? So, um, yeah, good stuff. So I had a look out over the sermons that we've preached over the last couple of weeks um, and even, even months and, and you start in the new year and you, and you see this, this kind of underlying uh, message and our theme of reorientation, of a, of a, of a refocus of like, uh, you, Rob, you started with, um, with Psalm 1, right? And it was a reorientation of you know, getting yourself beside the streams, you know, walking with Jesus, you know, getting your roots down deep, you know, being in places, you know, that where the wicked aren't, you, you know, setting yourself uh, and your heart on the Lord. And, and, and so it's a massive continuation. No, last week, what I preached before, the fear of the Lord, and all of it can be seen as just a reorientation of onto Jesus, onto, onto God. And why do we need that? Why do we need that? Like, like you know, we're all walking, you know, we should be okay. We sh- do we need a warning when you're walking in, you know, with the Lord as such? And uh, clearly scripture says, yeah, um, we need to stay focused. We need to have laser focus on things because the world throws you like spanners, right? Both issues and people, right? <laughs> they like they, they, the world throws you stuff that, you have to deal with and if we're not in the lane with Jesus it can really throw us and take our focus off him the time at the moment that we live in guys I don't know about you but it is utterly bereft with issues like I just want to focus you in on what's happening in the world right now we live in a pretty gnarly time like honestly this is pretty gnarly right and today what I want to uh, focus on is the words of Jesus saying stay awake like stay on point stay stay with it so these two scriptures um, I'll flash up here so Luke 21 but stay awake at all times praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the son of man and then in Ephesians 5:14. This is what Paul says, for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Particularly in the Luke one, Jesus is talking about the future events, the times that Christians will live in. Um, Obviously, we don't know the time, the hour, etc., but he gives that message to all Christians to say, guys, you've got to be on the number here. You got it. You got to stay. 
you know, abiding in me. You've got to keep your focus. Don't get distracted. And there's a, there's a danger with, with us, right? And, and I don't want to say there's a danger with Christians because they am one, right? But there's a danger with us where we go, um, that scripture's not for me. That's for some time down the future, you know, end time stuff, Bernard. That's, that's, that's. And I'm like, I'm not sure about that. that. This is for us. This is for us. How do you feel? What does this do to you when, when, when you read out that scripture again? But stay awake at all times praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Guys, we are in an absolute, utterly gnarly time. We could be the generation that sees the return of Jesus. And again, if you're like me, honestly, that doesn't hit. <laughs> like You're like, yeah, Grant, maybe not. Maybe me child, maybe grandchild, whatever. We could be the generation that sees the return of the King. And that should, hold on, hold the phone here. And even if it isn't, let, let's say it's not in your lifetime, it's still, Jesus still tells Christians, to, you need to still have that focus. I've come like a thief in the night. And the reason why I say this is because there is so much happening at the wor- in the world right now is that you have warnings in Scripture and now you have these times that we live in right now. And I'm going to speak for myself, I don't know about you, but the times we live in dull my senses. They wear away at my senses. They dull me. There's a fog of war. There's a, a melee of worry. There's a melee of crud. And Jesus is saying, stay awake. Stay awake. Especially at this time, guys. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And the, the issue with this, folks, the issue with this is dulling of the senses makes us toothless. We forget our testimony of Jesus and there's a potential to fall away. Now, again, if you're like me and you hear that falling away, I'm, what are you talking about, Bernard? That's not for me. What? I'm safe as houses. I'm, not, I'm never going to forget Jesus. But Jesus like, says these things. Just stay focused on me. Don't get pulled into other things that you're not meant to be getting involved in. Stay focused on me. And there is warning after warning in Scripture, in red ink from the Lord to say, there's going to be times of testing and there's going to be an apostasy. There's going to be people that will forget about Jesus. Guys, it's happening. There's stories that I hear from Christians going, I've heard of somebody who's been 40 years in the Lord and they've walked away. Why do you think that's happening? Why? Because the, because the world is getting in. The, you know, the, the, the dulling of senses, the, the getting out of the word. And even disappointment with the Lord. That's more, more, more where you go, God, you haven't come through for me. You're not that faithful. Does he even exist? And it's the dulling of our senses, our dulling of our testimony of Christ. And the reason why I say the testimony, because I'm going to really focus on that today, is because the question hit my heart during the week. Bernard, what's your testimony? And I had to think about it. That should be, like, I was like, Whoa, that's a real check in my spirit. Hold the phone here. Actually, what is the testimony I have? 
I've been saved. And I really had to sit in it. I had to sit and go, wow, the devil is so subtle. He has dulled my testimony of Jesus. That is mental. And I'm like, I'm not going to let... There you go. Hallelujah. So I'm like, that's not going to happen again. And this is what I want to go through today. I want to introduce you to three words. And I don't use these words to be intelligent, honestly. Just one word that I was like, I like that word. And I had to look it up, right? But I don't use, genuinely I don't. But they're really, really brilliant words. And I don't have them on the slide. I'm really sorry. But I should. (laughs) I'll send you a postcard with these on. Three words. One is acquiesce. A-Q-U-I-E-S-C-E. That is where we accept something reluctantly, but without protest. Where we just suck it up. There's a term in soccer. I used to love the term in soccer. And I used to shout this on, onto the pitch when I used to coach. You're going through the motions. I never understood what it was, to be honest with you. But now I do, right? You're going through the motions. and Because I, I got it from my old coach who used to go, you're going through the motions. Or you're ball watching. And literally what was happening was you're letting the game go by you. It's the ball. It's the ball. It's the ball. And you're just in the mode. You're just picking the ball. You're not realizing. You're, the game is taking you with you. And I'm telling you now, there is a danger for us where the world is taking us with us. Take, you know, taking it, just, just subtly bringing you along. You're ball watching. <gasps> and it is such a human nature thing to want the easy life. Go with the motions. Follow the ball. All of that stuff. We acquiesce. I have many times acquiesced. Many times I've acquiesced. I'll give you one prime example, which is I'm not very proud of um, as, a, as a, a leader in the church. But th- there was a few weeks, a few months ago, where um, Hannah got a present of a book. And this may sound really, really innocuous to you, but it's not, because it hit my spirit. Um, it, was a, it was a present of a book about uh, good witch and bad witch, right? How harmless is that? I got a check in my spirit and I ignored it. I acquiesced. Acquiesced. Folks, I can't tell you, and you might find this innocuous, guys. You might go, it's only a book, Bernard. But I'm te- I got a check in my spirit. I can only tell you what I got. And I let it stay on a shelf. I even let our, 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 our child mind even read it and stuff. I was like, oh man. Well, I, I, Lord, this is not good. I, I've acquiesced to the world literally I've, I've played it down it's only a book I had to repent of that I had to burn the book you might find that weird but I had to burn it God said burn that get out and repent I repent Lord I didn't listen to you acquiesced see the subtlety of that it's only a book don't be a spanner let the words go into your daughter's ears let them go in good witch bad witch there's no such thing as witchcraft it's okay it's alright See the lies of the enemy. It's horrific. And guys, I'm telling you now, I don't know about your, ex- your experience with Christians. We are on a spectrum of, and, and if I said this in a, in, a, in a church, guarantee you in a spectrum, probably here today, there's people going, that fella is a lunatic, or people who are like, you're dead right, Bernard. So where is it? Where do you stand on that example? Inertia is the other word. A tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged. Boom. Remain unchanged. You as a Christian, 
as a follower of Jesus, she'll be, t- she'll be different tomorrow, different next week, different next month, different next year. You should be. We should be. Like We should be different. We should be washed with the Word, filled with the Holy Spirit. We get more and more glory. He, Jesus has taken something. Philippines says, He's going to finish what He's completed. So there's a job happening in you. So if you're the same today as you were last week or last month, or great news for you. Great news for you. You're not alone in that boat. But we have the answer. And we'll go through a few of those later on. There is an answer. Hopefully you already know it, but let's go through it. The last word I want to use is apathy. And this is, this is dangerous, guys. Apathy. Lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. Oh, Lord, I don't have time to pray at the moment. <laughs> I was just busy and I'm tired. Tiredness. And sometimes, if you read Derek Prince, I'll just land this with you um, and, and hear what he says about tiredness. He says some tiredness is from the enemy. And you're like, holy crap. And, right? and you're like, I'm tired a lot. <laughs> what is that about? If tiredness, if you have energy to watch TV, but then you try and pick up your Bible, and then all of a sudden you're tired, I would test that one. I would test that one. If you're, if you're not tired enough to flick through Facebook, whatever, fill in the gap. And then all of a sudden you get tired because you want to start praying. If you're not tired getting up for a holiday, but you're tired getting up to pray, I'd probably check that one too. And by the way, I'm saying that to me, by the way. All of these is when you're pointing one finger, three of them pointing back. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm like, this is Bernard talking to Bernard here. Right? I'm going to play a video. Oh, hopefully we have it. Do we, Mal? Please say we do. 50-50. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to park your political stance on this individual, right? And let me just tell you my stance so it's full transparency. This is a video from the darkest hour, right? It's, it's about Churchill, right? Now, there is political issues with Churchill. I get that, right? Just park that for the moment. And the reason why I say that is, if you have a political issue with Churchill, you'll have a political, you should have an issue with King David as well. You should have, a, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, all of the kings that God used, Cyrus. They all weren't great men, right? They all had wishy-washy issues. But for their moment in time, God used them. And I genuinely believe that the moment in time, God used Churchill, right? And, and he even said that. He goes, I feel I'm walking in destiny. So watch this video, hopefully.
pretty heavy, isn't it? It's pretty good. I like that. Only for, like, for that decision and his, his ability not to step into acquiescing, inertia and apathy, he, he really did feel called from God to go, I'm stepping in here and I'm not, I'm not allowing this happen. Even though all the others were like, let's just go with the flow. We've lost. Those messages are absolutely from the enemy. You've heard this yourself. You've heard this in your heart. You've heard it in your soul. The enemy of your soul trying to go, all is lost. All is lost. And yet we look to the cross and resurrection. Today, folks, I don't know what it is, but I genuinely believe us as Christians, and I could be wrong because I'd love to have a Christian with me that was 100 years ago. They were maybe under the same attacks, etc. But I think for the moment in time right now, looking at world history as we speak, the speed of stuff that is happening, just take one thing that is happening in the, in the world. You'd be like, with spiritual eyes, you'd be like, that's freaky. Something's going on. And we are to look at things that are happening in the world with... <laughs> Have you been thrown out, Trevor? <laughs> Trevor's been thrown out. Um, so we have, ah, brilliant, I thought that was good. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, so we have, I think, and I believe at the moment, like, there, I think we're in the moments of moments. And if you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, can you show me what's going on? Because we can't see the news and what's going on with human eyes. You need the Holy Spirit to show you what's going on. And let me tell you what's going on in the reality, right? This is it. There is an attack on gender. We see it. That is an attack on God, what God said is good. Let me just, like God in the garden said, this is good. And the enemy is trying to erase that. Now I think that's a seminal moment in our history, folks. Right? We are absolutely in the time where people love themselves. Lovers of self, guys, you, like, man alive, just take that. Like, you see what our, our people are doing. Lovers of self, it's absolutely. And another, another thing would be, you mentioned Jesus, it's offensive. Anything else goes, folks. I'm telling you, anything else goes. You mentioned Jesus, that's a litmus test. Because the demons hate it. They hate the name of Jesus. They flee at the name of Jesus. You mentioned Jesus, because it's a spiritual reaction. It's not. A it's a spiritual thing. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, don't speak. No, 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 no. No Jesus around here. Why? I can't even explain it. So there's moments. And, and guys, let me tell you, the times that we are in, and this is the warning, and you, we really need to take this serious, folks. You've got to make sure that your senses aren't being dulled. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I want to see these things through spiritual eyes, not human eyes. We've got to take our walk with Jesus serious. Like how many things did he say? He said, take the narrow path. Because wide is the, is, the, is the path, the road to destruction. Take the narrow path. Oh ye, I'm telling you now, you need to be different in this world. You need to not blend in. Not blend in. And this is the issue. We become toothless. And then we have a barrage against our own flesh. Right? When you become born again, your spirit comes alive. The flesh is still trying to hang around. And how I deal with it, honestly, 
when my flesh rear its ugly head, uh, in my mind's eye, I drag my flesh to the cross of Jesus and say, Jesus, you've dealt with him. He's dead. He is dead. Every temptation, I don't... <laughs> it's a struggle, guys. But that's what I do. I see it in my mind's eye. I go, Jesus, thank you. You've dealt with this. You've dealt with this man. He's dead to the world. And I tell the world and the enemy, he's dead to you. He's dead. He's dead. I am alive to God now. I'm alive to God. So the danger is when we do acquiesce and we come apathetic and we just go with the flow, we blend in. We blend in. And I'm telling you, folks, there's times in my, in, in, in my walk where I go, oh, Bernard, don't do the... This is, this is some of the stupidity in my head at times. Bernard, don't do the Christian thing because, you know, you, they mightn't like, you know, what you say. And Actually, they need you walking in the truth. I can give you so many examples when I've stepped out of my oh, I'm embarrassed moments where you go, actually, this is what this person needs to hear. They need to hear there's a different way of walking. Actually, no, in our family, we don't read that stuff. And let me tell you why. Actually, in our family, we walk a different way. As Joshua said, for me, my household follows the Lord God. And the issue here, if we acquiesce, if we're in that moment, and if we, God forbid, we lose our testimony, or the enemy is trying to blind you to the testimony of Jesus, what do we have to offer to the world? What do we have to offer? We have to be different because even though the enemy tells you what you have to offer isn't what the world needs, I'm telling you now, look at the state of the world. Every atheist walking out there is looking to fill a hole. Every other religion is just trying to fill a hole that is Jesus. Need, they need Jesus. Even though they won't admit it, but there is a thirst inside that you're speaking to that of course they're not going to even admit but you need to stand in that gap and go, I'm going to speak to the thirst, even though I know that person's not going to admit it. They can squawk, they can bawl, your Jesus is this. I know I'm hitting a nerve here. Because they're thirsty. There is a thirst. People are broken. The human condition out there, folks, even our human condition, take when, when, when before you became, became a Christian, your condition was pretty rife. It was death. Like Noah spoke about it last week. It was death. It was pretty rough. And then look at what's happening because the human condition. I can never understand that term that was used, the human condition. But it is. It's a, and dare I say it, it's, like a, it's a disease. It's death. That needs life. As Noah talked about last week, it's, it needs life. It needs Jesus. Every living being is looking for an answer and meaning of their existence. And honestly... What I see in this world and what I see in Scripture, the only answer is Jesus and what he's done. Like, think of the, the amazing story. How, like, how mental is this, right? We have sinned so much. Like, pushed God so far away, right? And he, he says, uh, I'm going to remedy this by having my son go through execution. That's a ridiculous story to other people. No wonder it says in Scripture, the, the, cross, the cross is foolishness. Right? But look at what it does. It basically says, God has made a way. God has made a way. 
But ha- like, it has to start with like that juxtaposition of like sin is death. Like you're walking in death. Like that's okay to start talking to people like, like that's death to me. Like that's my faith. I was walking in death. Now we have life because of a sinless Savior has died. I'm spotless. Not because of what I've done. And honestly, they may not admit it in the moment, but that seed put in there, let the Holy Spirit do his work. But you've got to stand in that. You've got to stand in that. We all have a condition, right? And we still do. And this is the flesh and the, the, the walk and, and where we, we have to go from glory to glory and we need to be abiding in Christ, abiding in our scripture, etc. It's so important. And here's the issue with, with what the enemy tries to do. Why it's important that he's trying to get after your testimony. To dull your senses. To get you out onto the broad road. Because what does it say in Revelation 12:11? And honestly, I felt in my spirit this morning, you need to memorize this. You need to know this scripture. And I, sorry, that sounds really teachy, right? Um, remember, um, that finger is me, right? 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 Please, take that. It's me. But yeah, take it as a teaching moment, right? Learn this. <laughs> No, I just, I just. But listen, Revelation 12:11. You gotta learn it, right? And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Guys, that is exactly it. I had a moment during the week where I was like, I had to think about my testimony, and then the Holy Spirit started working on me and going. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I go, okay, Lord, what do I want to pray today? Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to say my testimony every day. I'm going to bring myself to that foot of that cross and I'm going to go, Jesus, you have taken me from death. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you. And now, not only that, you've taken me to your tomb and I get to live because of your resurrection. Yeah. Every morning. If you don't know what to pray, I would ask you, testify every morning. That's why the enemy goes after this. Because you have defeated him with your testimony. Primarily the blood of the lamb and what you're testifying. Your testimony. So I ask you, you don't have to answer this, but I ask you, what is your testimony? And we're going to do communion now in a few minutes. And I ask you to examine that, like Corinthians tells us, Paul tells us in Corinthians, examine yourself before you come to the table. And it's a serious examination. It's a, why are you coming to the table? What are you recognizing here? Is it just, like, what are you recognizing is the table? All right? So, let's see. Let's look at a few things that we need to look at. We need the spirit of truth living and breathing inside us. And this is what it says in John 16, 5. But now I'm going away. This is Jesus speaking. Uh, to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come 
because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will also bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And that belongs, uh, and all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. We need the Spirit of truth. We need the Spirit. Jesus, I want the Holy Spirit. I want the Spirit of truth living in me. And, that, and let him do his work. There's another thing you need really really need this and this has been impressed on me over the last couple of couple of weeks you must you must must understand the depth and breadth of god's love for you 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 must if today you say to yourself god i know god loves me amazing amazing there's so much more revelation there can i ask you to read john 3:16 and not just let that be the poster on the football pitch, you know, or in the stand. Can you just meditate on that this week? Can you meditate on John 10.10? 10? The enemy comes to steal, destroy. But I come to give life in abundance. Lord, what is that life that you promised? And then John 10.17. I challenge you on that one. That's a cracker. Where the Father... It says that the Father was so, so pleased with Jesus. So pleased because of what he went through. So pleased with Jesus. Because what Jesus did, he got you back. See, it's an eroding away of religion and into relationship. The reason why God did what he did is to get you back. And your heart needs to believe that. Folks, that, if, you get, if we believe that more and more, honestly, what this world throws at you, ducks, uh, a water off a duck's back. If you really, really understand the depth, the width, the height, look at the words in Scripture. I've lavished my love on you. Look even in the Old Testament, the love stories. The next thing that we need is reading of the word and fellowship. Can I just challenge you on that? King David, when he was going against um, our pal, Goliath, yeah? He went down to the water and he took out stones. And what were the stones? They were lovely and smooth. They were fit for purpose, right? They were going to go, they were fit for the purpose of slingshot, right? Can I ask you that we need to become like those stones that we can be in God's slingshot? We need the the washing of the water to make us smooth and we need the jostling of other stones to make us smooth. If you're not in fellowship, get in fellowship. You can't do this alone. You're easy pickings for the enemy. This is why we've set up what we have. We've set up home churches, groups, prayer meetings, all of this stuff you need. You can't walk alone, lads. This is like, sounds like a Liverpool chant. But I'm telling you now, you can't do it alone. You need the washing of the water. If you're not in the scripture, and this is going to sound like, I'm going to change my terminology because usually God is teaching me a little bit more, even how I say things and stuff. 
I usually would go, ah, guys, it'd be great if you get into scripture. Ah, lads, it'd be brilliant. Ah, you should try it. Let me change my terminology. Lads, if you're not reading your Bible every day, you need to be. And that sounds, it's chic. I'm just telling you now, right? The enemy hates the word of God. You need to fill yourself with the word so that the Holy Spirit can activate that stuff. I don't know how many times that I've said, Holy Spirit, is there a scripture in there that you want to pull out of my memory because I don't remember that. Boom! A scripture comes to mind. Done. Today, I only have this morning where I'm like, Holy Spirit, is there a scripture around this thing? Straight away. Because uh, I'm not good at that stuff. I'm not, I, I, I can't hold chapter and verse in my head. I'm just, I, I know the feel or, the, or, or, or the, the sentiment of the scripture. Doesn't it say somewhere in, you know, right? That's, that's me. That's the way I take scripture. But you need to be washed by the word and you need fellowship. We need to confess daily of the testimony of Jesus. Daily. And that means when you find in a place going, I don't know what to say or do here, you need to fill in your testimony. Express it out. Right? It talks about um, what we do in Corinthians when we do communion. You're declaring to the whole universe to the enemy, to the angels up high, to God himself. I'm declaring, I am with Jesus. This is who I am throwing my lot in. That's why this is so important. Examine yourself. Your, your, your faith is going to be tested. Like we're in days that are, like honestly, it's, it, it looks like it's against us. We get the victory. Hold firm. Hold firm, hold firm. 